Hey guys, welcome back to the JT Follows JC podcast. And today, if you guys are listening on the audio version, you're going to be missing out. So I suggest you checking this one out on YouTube because I'm going to do a video presentation about Donald Duck and Math Magic Land, or as I like to call it, Donald Duck in the Magic Pentagram. Yeah, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while is do a, a kind of a long form video explanation about why this matters. You know, this is more than just, oh, isn't Disney satanic? Um, though it's that too. But I think this has uh, roots in deep into our society more than I ever realized when I first saw this. First of all, like I saw this thing as a kid. You know, I, when I saw this again, I remembered it. But obviously not for, you know, just because I, who knows. I remember the Disney Channel that we didn't have the Disney Channel. My, my grandparents did. And so whenever we got a chance to go over there, they had HBO and MTV and Nickelodeon. And those were all paid channels back in the day. And we didn't have any of those. So, of course, when me and my brothers went over there, of course, that's what we watched. And when Disney, like, had a free weekend, of course, I probably watched as much of it as I could. You know, like a lot of kids loved the Disney Channel, you know, loved uh, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, all the classic ones and, you know, the movies they had. But I remember watching this one and it's just like, I guess anything with Donald Duck was I liked, I'm sure. And this came out in 1959. So this is not new. So for those of people who say Disney's become satanic, Disney's become evil. Um, no, it's um, it's always been that way. You could say they're a little more open about it. They're a little less subtle. But Walt Disney, as a lot, a lot of people say, he's a 33rd degree Freemason. Now, is that true? You know what? There's not a lot of information about it. A lot of people claim that he was in some kind of a youth program called the, uh, I think it was Demolay uh, International. It was like some kind of youth program. He was in the club. I mean, we don't know. We don't know which club he went to after that. But I think that the Demolay International was some kind of a youth, uh, either Templars or uh, Rosicrucians, you know, talk about like the original, you know, not the original, but I mean, it goes way back, I should say, it goes way back. And so when he starts to put this stuff into our culture, you know, through Donald Duck, through cartoons, this, um, it's, it, it's kind of mind blowing when you, when you see what it, what it, what it is. And so for those who don't know, I, I didn't wake up to all, being able to expose all this stuff and spot all this stuff until probably about 18 months ago, maybe maybe less than that. Um, I started to watch a lot of stuff, um, Exposing the Darkness, Ephesians 5.11. And the more I watched of it, the more I wanted to continue to watch stuff. So I can't remember if it was my brother or somebody else just pointed out that, oh yeah, did you ever see the Donald Duck and the Pythagorean theorem? with the with the pentagram and i'm like um no so i watched it i watched it for the first time like probably a year ago well not the first time but the the first time to re-watching with fresh eyes with uh with eyes that can see and ears that can hear and of course your eyelids are like you know like your eyes are like this oh my gosh donald duck's got a pentagram on his hand but that's kind of much just like that's the one level take of it because obviously that's in your face you do, you don't have to know much to know that pentagram that's weird but then the next level is knowing what they're showing you explicitly. And then where does that lead? 
So without further ado, I'm going to actually show some of this and I'm going to comment on it as we go. So let's check it out. Donald and Math Magic. Oh, look, there you go. Let's stop already. Look, a three and a six. So you know how it's going to go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Got a hand is Disney. I mean, obviously, they got the music in there. I mean, they make it. They're going to make this seem as innocent as can be and educational. So most parents would have no problem plopping your kids in front of this TV and saying, hey, hey look, they're learning about culture and math and uh, history. Let's skip a little bit ahead. And Donald Duck is going. I'm a spirit. Oh, I, uh, OK. Now, who are you? There's the narrator. I'm a spirit, the true spirit of adventure. That's for me. What's that? OK, so. The narrator starts right off saying he's a spirit, this, the true spirit of adventure. What the heck does that mean? They're in math magic land. Um, is that where you go for adventure? Uh, a forest with math? Lame? Um, no. But I mean, seriously, what the, what the heck is the spirit of uh, math? That sounds like um, spirit of adventure, spirit of math. Uh, it's probably Apollo. Who knows? It's, I'm sure it's some weird god. But let's go. Let's 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 go fast forward into where this thing really gets going. Okay. But I, I thought you needed to see the three sixes, and we wanted to also see, yeah, like the yeah the spirit of adventure. Um, the, the narrator's a spirit. So that's a that's a nice way to start this thing off. Okay. Let's go to ancient Greece. Yeah, let's to the do that. time of Pythagoras. The master egghead of them all. Pythagoras? The father of mathematics and music. Mathematics and music? Ah, you'll find mathematics in the darndest places. Yeah, there you go. There's the magic pentagram Watch. right there. First, we'll need a string. <laughs> Stretch it good and tight. Plunk it. Now divide in half. Plunk again. Yeah. You see? It's the same tone, one octave higher. Now divide the next section. And the next. Pythagoras discovered the octave had a ratio of two to one. With simple fractions, he got Take this. note of the harp. That'll come up later. And from this harmony in numbers developed the musical scale of today. What do we do with that information? You can imagine how excited here's, Pythagoras was. Now here's the interesting he part for everybody. With his pals everybody of fraternity of eggheads, the eggheads. known as the Pythagoreans. Yeah. They used to meet in secret to discuss their mathematical discoveries. Only members were allowed to attend. They had yeah. a secret emblem. This is in no way nefarious. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, the, the pentagram is their symbol. And they meet Let's in see a what the dark topic is cave. For today. You know, is that uh, normal? You can't talk about math and science and um, music, not in a secret club in the dark, with the pentagram on your hand. 
Um, yeah, that seems weird to me. Okay. They're gonna play some music and then eventually that'll lead to, you know, hijinks. So from these eggheads, yeah. the Pythagoreans, that guy wearing their pants? mathematical formula came That's the why basis the of our probably. music of today. So there you go. So, because of Pythagoras and his secret group of eggheads, um, otherwise known as Satanists, we get jazz music, modern music, right? I mean, that's what the implication is, clearly. Okay, so then we're gonna get, we're gonna skip ahead a little bit. Okay, here's the interesting part. Okay, so, yeah, has that guy got any draws on? Look at that. We know Donald Duck doesn't. And here's the money shot. <laughs> the, yeah, there you go. Donald Duck with a pentagram on his hand. And, and just a couple of things to note here. I get a lot of pushback every time I say a five-pointed star is a pentagram. And people say, oh, it's a pinnacle. Or they'll say, it's oh, it's not really a pentagram because it doesn't have a circle around it. It's not upside down. It doesn't have certain kind of lines on it. Look, they called that a pentagram. That's a pentagram. It's a five-pointed star. It's on his hand. It's on his right hand, by the way. Mark of the Beast, anyone? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a pentagram. So, we're all, just so we're clear. We're all on the same page. And here it you go. It was our old friend Pythagoras who discovered that the pentagram was full of mathematic. Mathematic. Yeah. The two shorter lines combined exactly equal the third. And this line shows the magic proportions of the famous golden section. Yeah. The second and third lines exactly equal the fourth. Once again, we have the golden section. But this is only the beginning. Hidden within the pentagram is a secret for creating a golden rectangle which the Greeks admired for its beautiful proportions and magic qualities. Magic. The star contains the golden rectangle many times over. So we're, we're talking geometry here, the and they're showing different the shapes. Section and then they're going to show you what you can do with these shapes. To the Greeks, the golden rectangle represented a mathematical law of beauty. We find it in their classical architecture. Ah. Architecture. Freemasonry, anyone? One of the most famous of early Greek buildings yeah. contains many golden rectangles. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And not just buildings, but statues, sculptures. In the centuries that followed, the golden rectangle dominated the idea of beauty and architecture throughout the Western world. Notre Dame. The Cathedral of Notre Dame is an outstanding example. Yeah. The Renaissance painters knew this secret well. The Mona Lisa, which I find kind of unimpressive. I guess it's nice. Um, but yeah. Today, the golden rectangle is very much modern a part buildings of our too? modern world. Modern painters modern have rediscovered the magic of these proportions. Indeed, this ideal proportion is to be found in life itself. Yes, there you go. So showing you. So what you just saw there was, okay, so with the magic pentagram and Pythagoras, he came up with, well, first of all, he didn't come up with this, but 
he had this knowledge, right? So this is the club he had in ancient Greece. So he had, you know, it, he, he showed that you could make music with this. You could make great architecture. You could make sculptures, paintings. And then he even shows you like, it shows you like the dimensions of a, of a person, you know? So even in, you know, in nature. So this is interesting. So what we're really seeing here is so you have a secret society that give you the knowledge for all these things. Math, geometry gives you the knowledge to make music, to make architecture and to make art. Okay, so you guys, you guys picking up on this? And so where did they get the concept from the magic pentagram from? We'll get into that. Well, let's go look. So they're, they're showing you that people, you know, like the proportions of a person have something to do with this, so. In society of the star, nature uses the same mathematical okay. form the petunia sacred geometry the star jasmine jasmine like in a whole new world the starfish Latin. the wax flower oh it's got an upside down pentagram in it for the demonic flower there are literally thousands of members in good standing in nature's pythagorean society of the star yeah there you go all nature's works have a mathematical logic and her patterns are limitless yeah look at that nice uh another pentagram now see what you really have going on here though is you have nature has these 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 symmetrical uh geometry to them and if you realize our god the creator god created this universe with a, or, a certain kind of a order right certain proportions for things it makes sense that a god of order would have a kind of almost like a code that the way things were created and who would know this code better than the angels the sons of god who shouted for joy when god laid the foundations for this earth in the book of job so they know what this, how these things are, are, are created. And so this is my belief that this, this, and obviously there's a lot of backup of this, that the Genesis six, the sons of God who came into the daughters of men and created the Nephilim, the watchers that they talk about in the book of Enoch, that gave men secret knowledge, you know, basically trading for their, for their, their daughters. This is where this, this is where these sacred sciences came from. But ultimately, they kind of came, the, the, the sacred sciences came from God because it's, it's a lot of people believe that, that Adam might have known these things because he literally walked with God in the garden. So geometry and math, I just want to make this clear. Geometry and math in itself are not bad. What's done with this is bad. The secret societies that, that hide this knowledge in order to have more power and then obviously the levels you have to go into to get up higher, to get the knowledge, that's the evil part. So remember this, that, that Satan has corrupted things that God has created and made good. 
and he's used it, you know, obviously for his own worship, you know, Lucifer, the God of light, you know, so as I call him, I think that's a Nimrod character, but I believe that obviously all the watchers are the ones who are giving out this knowledge. And so right now they're showing, look, look at this, what, look at this imagery here. So we, a lot of us know the, the Alice in Wonderland kind of imagery. And look at this, you got, you got Donald Duck and drag 1959 dressed up like Alice and they're showing, um, they're showing the game of chess. So as this, as this thing progresses, they start to show you that in the games, they're showing you games involve this, the same kind of sacred math. And we don't even get into all that, but we, you know, you get the idea that they're showing pool here coming up. And maybe maybe this is why I'm not uh, very good at pool. Why I don't practice a lot. I'm not very good at math. Um, I don't really like math that much. But yeah, so they're showing you kind of. I spend a lot of time talking about pool. Um, but I find that the next concept is pretty interesting coming up. Let's let's let's, let's click ahead to here. Okay, enough about pool. Okay, here you go. Oh, we got it antiquated ideas for the most exciting game of all yeah the most exciting game here and the playing field for this game is in the mind yeah check this out look at the condition of your mind antiquated antiquated ideas false concepts ideas bungling false concepts Superstitions. superstitions confusion to think straight okay so where do you think he got that so he got um let's go back what he had antiquated ideas false concepts and superstition okay so you see what they're showing you this math this the science the sacred knowledge and then they're saying that donald duck has got he's got a False concepts, antiquated notions, and superstition in his mind. What do you think he's talking about? What do you think the spirit of adventure uh, narrator is talking about? Pretty sure he's talking about all the things that came before, before the age of enlightenment, when, when us, uh, you know, Neanderthals, which they would probably call us, believe in a God, a creator God, and we believe in obviously Jesus Christ. And so now they're trying to say, this is your God right here. This, this, this math, this knowledge. I think it's pretty clear just based on everything else Disney showed us. What else do you think they would find antiquated and false? Which is interesting, they bring up the, the term superstitious with like, um, this is about math and magic. Um, so math is not uh, antiquated. I mean, magic is not superstitious and antiquated, but... Um, what else is in Donald's head? It's obviously Christianity is because when's the last time you saw a Disney movie where they presented Christianity in a positive light at all or at all? They don't. Okay, let's continue. We'll have to clean house. Getting Donald's mind right. Yeah, talk about some MK Ultra here, right here. There, that's more like it. A nice clean sweep. Yeah. This game is all that played with circles and triangles. Antiquated ideas, false concepts, perfect superstition. Circle. Perfect circle. That's a band, right? 
Yeah. A perfect circle. Okay, so perfect now they use, they're talking about more geometry. Is a section of a sphere. And they're showing, they're showing like the uh, a sphere. Of things is first discovered in the mind. And they're showing. Slice off the top, we and we have a magnifying glass and the magnifying glass. That's right. A lens is a section of a sphere. All optical instruments are created through mathematics. You see, there's a lot more to mathematics than just numbers and Cameras. equations. Let's get back Microscopes, to our circle and triangle. Yeah, so now they're going to show you more things they can create it with, with the sacred and math and geometry. Cars. Yeah. The circle has been the basis for many of man's important inventions. There you go. Pellers? Planes. The mind can create the most oh. amazing things. Hello, guys. If we spin the triangle, we have a slice the cone. The cone is full of useful mathematical shapes. Machinery. Slice it again. Slice it several times. Yeah. The orbits of all planets and satellites can be found in the cone. NASA? No matter how you slice it, it's okay, so and you the see, spring. You see what we got going on there. Now they're showing us that the things they build come from the same kind of concepts, right? So now we are adding more concepts where we had what we said music, architecture, we had um, art, and now we're saying science, you know, tools, you know, instruments. And literally all of science they're showing us through this stuff. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna skip ahead and we're gonna get to the some, some of the fun parts of um <laughs> what people really remember this from. The mind knows no limits when used properly. Yeah, when you get rid of all the, Think the, of the bad stuff out of it, right? All the antiquated ideas. <laughs> Think of a pentagram. Now put another inside. A third. Oh, yeah. And a fourth. Oh, yeah. This is Donald Duck. No pencil is sharp enough to draw as fine as you can think. And you know how many no pentagrams you can fit in your mind when you clear out all the antiquated ideas and false in concepts fact, and superstitions? It's only in the mind that we can conceive infinity. Infinity and beyond. Mathematical thinking has opened the doors to the exciting adventures of science. Science. Science! I've never seen so many doors before. Each discovery leads to many others. An endless chain. Hey, what's the matter with these doors? Hey, these doors won't open. They're locked. Of course they are locked. These are the doors of the future. And the key is... Mathematics. Right. Mathematics. The boundless treasures of science the magic are pentagram. behind those doors. There they in are. In time, they will be opened by the curious and inquiring minds of future generations. Our generation? In the words of Galileo, mathematics is the alphabet with which God has written the universe. Now the question is, and I guess is that, is that true? Well, Jesus spoke all things into existence. Did he, was there some kind of mathematical formula? I guess it's possible. The other question is, is Galileo talking about our God? Or are they talking about uh, their God? 
That's that's the real key here. So what's interesting about the last scene is you have these these doors, and then they basically show leading out to space. Are they are these portals? Are they just kind of like just unlocking mysteries, uh, science, all the above, all the above, I believe. Now, which this leads me into another Disney property, which I started to actually say. That's why I said this is kind of the Rosetta Stone. Once you kind of see what they're showing you, is this limitless possibilities with this math, this this magic pentagram, these concepts where they go come from. But you see, they have, but they, but they start with this secret society, right? Where they, this is where they tell you the math, the, the magic pentagram. This is where you get the ideas from. And so I can show you some of this stuff into practice here coming up, or maybe even the second kind of group of, Paul talks about that there's two camps, basically. You have the Greeks who are all about knowledge, gnosis. And then you have like the Jewish camp that was like signs and wonders. So you can kind of say, this is your magic. This is your new age. This is, this is Kabbalah. So you have your, your, sci your knowledge, your science, and then you have the magic concept. So now a new Disney property, obviously didn't used to always be uh, Disney, is Marvel. And so when I saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, this is where this stuff really kind of started to take shape. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna show a, a couple of clips out of this movie and you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. Specifically when it comes to the locked doors and then also we're talking about the music now. Let's take a look at that right now. All right, now, guys, this this clip here um, comes from, first of all, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is crazy, demonic, and satanic. Um, so sorry in advance. This is going to be a little bit disturbing. It's kind of a compilation on this character called America Chavez who make, opens up portals. And... Just take note of the shape of the portal. <laughs> see, see if this rings any bells. All right, let's take a look. A demon. Which one is the demon though? Oh look, see a portal opened up. What, what kind of shape is it? Oh yeah, she's uh, losing her soul, I guess. There's a sorcerer and uh, a witch. Those are two moms. Oh yeah. So now you see at this point pretty clearly, right? But it, it is the the portal is literally a magic pentagram. Yeah, that's right. It's a magic pentagram. So is this the kind of thing they were talking about? When in the future we'll be able to um, open up these locked doors to maybe go through portals to different universes. Now you might say, JT, this is crazy. Like this is obviously a fictional movie, but you kind of see like, they were calling it magic. They weren't, I know that they probably kind of presented it more in a technical sense in that Donald Duck thing. But like I said, here's your second camp, that these things can be used for real magic. And when again, they, if this stuff came from the watchers, well, obviously they, they taught men magic. And I think this is the part of the secret societies where it's like, maybe the beginning, it starts off as like, hey, this is science. This is just knowledge. This is, but the further up you go, you find out there's more to it. The stuff is magic. I always liked the, the, the clip from Thor when he talks, when he's telling uh, Jane Foster, 
that your ancestors called it magic. You call it science. I come from a place where it's one and the same. And I think that that is kind of what we're talking about here. So let's take a look at another clip from this movie and we'll, we'll tie in a, another concept from Donald Duck and the Magic Pentagram. All right, once again, I'm sorry this movie's demonic and you see, so I'm gonna set the scene up. So Doctor Strange in the multiverse of, of madness, when he goes through different universes, there's different versions of himself in, this uni in different universes. I guess there's different versions of all of us in these, these certain universes. Well, specifically, Doctor Doctor Strange found a universe where there's even more evil version of himself. I always like make make a point of like because Doctor Strange is not actually a good guy in this movie, but this guy. So he found Sinister Strange was even more evil than him. So they're gonna fight over a black magic book. Like literally, it's black magic. It's evil magic, and um, so the evil version of Doctor Strange has three eyes. Yeah. So, so anyways, we're they're gonna fight, and you're in the battle. And in, in the, the weapons they use are interesting. Let's just say that. And let's, let's, let's watch this. And look, let's take note. Look, you see the, did you see the harp in the background? Yeah, it'll come up later. Zach's a heavy tome. Okay. All the more reason to give it a rest and let me have it. Here's the deal. I'll let you use the dark hole. If you give me your Christine. Yeah, it's demonic. Demonic. I don't think she's gonna go for that. No? Didn't think so. He's like, give me that black magic book. I'll kill you for it. The, the good Doctor Strange. You see he struck first. Now look at this. Uh, he uses his uh, devil horns to grab music notes off sheet music. And then uses them like throwing stars at this guy. So where did the notes come from? Yeah, and they're hurting him. Are the are the is the music spells? Is that what they're saying? Well, watch here. The answer is yes. The music is spells. So now knowing where the music came from by Pythagoras was the concept that came from the magic pentagram. Here you go. Here's actually music being weaponized. Yeah, there's the harp. Was that the same note that Donald Duck showed us in the magic, uh, math magic land? I think it might have been. Oh, let me pause this because this is going to get a little nitty gritty. Oh, we don't need to see what happens to him. Let's just say it ends badly for a uh, sinister strange. But yeah, to put a fine uh, stamp on this, I'm going to actually take you to the um, Danny Elfman, who was the actually the music director of the movie and he'll like i said we'll there'll be no doubt where this stuff came from okay now here's a little brief uh snippet from 
kind of promoting the movie, talking about Danny Elfman, the composer, and how they put together the fight scene between evil Doctor Strange and even more evil version of Doctor Strange. Now take a look at this. Has given insight into how the musical battle between Doctor Strange and Sinister Strange was created, and he was first informed of the concept by director Sam Raimi. At first, Elfman had no idea what Raimi meant when describing the musical fight between the Strangers, but once he saw a rough version, he understood there would be literal musical notes flying, and not the metaphorical ones he imagined. Previous versions of the fight included multiple classical pieces of music. But 48 hours before production ended, producer Kevin Feige suggested simplifying the music used. This led to the final version of the music battle to be a fight between Beethoven's Symphony No. 5 and Bach's Toccata and Fugue. Okay, so you see what, see what you got there. You see you had Bach versus Beethoven. Now, why did Kevin Feige decide to on those two out of all out of all the musicians in the world to use? Well, let's take a look at why. Okay, so now here we have an article from The Guardian. The magic numbers, composers in their clandestine codes. And so it's talking about following the footsteps of Plato in his Pythagorean undertones, composers over the centuries use his own codes for like cognoscenti to decipher, I guess. Um, sorry, I got that word. I butchered that word. But you see the picture is that's Johann Sebastian Bach. So that's one of our composers. So yeah, he used the Pythagorean theorem. He used the magic pentagram. He was a high-level Freemason. Yeah. So, but what about Beethoven? Let's take a look at Beethoven, all right? Okay, now, so here we have Christian Neef, I think, a Nephi, I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm getting that name wrong. I'll probably get made fun of, whatever. I don't care. Actually, I do, but, you know. The podcast must go on. The presentation goes on. So you're probably asking, JT, what, what's this guy have to do with Beethoven? Well, I'm gonna show you. If you look down in the circled portion, that Christian Neef, as I'm going to call him, just because whatever, was actually Beethoven's music teacher. Beethoven, uh, Ludwig von Beethoven was a child prodigy. And at a young age, his, his basically most influential teacher was this guy. And this guy literally started a branch of the Illuminati in the town they lived in. So yeah, Beethoven and his music teacher, Illuminati. So was Beethoven in the Illuminati? Almost certainly so. Almost certainly so, or some kind of branch of it or some kind of branch of Freemasonry that was the same thing. And I'm gonna do one more. As, as I was doing some research into these two composers, Mozart is obviously one that everyone knows. You know, everybody knows the name Mozart. Well, he literally was friends with Adam Weishoff, who was the one who started the order of the Illuminati. So Bach was a high-level Freemason. He probably would have been in the Illuminati, except he was he predated it. He died before it started. He died in 1750. Illuminati did not start, the Order of Illuminati did not start until 1776, which, interesting enough, is the same year that America became a country. Coincidence? Uh, do you guys believe in coincidence like that? No, so anyways. Yeah, so it's interesting, especially when you realize, like, so now you know for sure 
that these concepts came from this magic pentagram. The music, the classical music. These, this is the kind of music they say to play for your babies when they're young, because they'll make them smart. They tell you to play this for your plants, right? And now you know where they got it from? You know the clubs that they were in? Wow, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so what, what, what are we to make of all this? Are we to make of the, so the music, the sciences, you know, the architecture, the art, what's, what else is not in this? What, where did they also not get this stuff from? You know, I guess the answer is this probably encompasses pretty much everything. And they kind of showed you the who's who was in this club. It's probably still in this club, some version of it. Wow, right? And that's why I was saying that this stuff is way more prevalent than I ever realized. And that that, that silly cartoon, Donald Duck, really did kind of tell us a lot, didn't it? So what are we to make of all this? For one, like, as I said before, our math and um, geometry and music and architecture and science and all these things, are they evil? No. But in the hands of the devil, who's using this knowledge as power, and then secret clubs where you have to do things as in compromising yourself, you have to give of something yourself to get. You have to give to get. And I think when you get to the highest level of this, obviously people are, what does a profit a man? He sells this, but if he forfeits his soul and gains the whole world, obviously nothing. You know, that's not good. That's not a, that's, that's not a good trade, especially when the, uh, the soul is eternal and the things of this world are obviously will, will you know, they'll fade away. They'll, they'll burn up one day. But I think that's the ultimate lesson here is that, that, yeah, this is like John says, this whole world is under the under the power of the evil one. You know, Paul says that the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they won't be able to see the glory of Jesus Christ, who's the image of, of God. And here you go. Remember, Jesus or Satan offered Jesus the kingdoms of the earth. All he had to do is bow down and worship him. A lot of people took that deal. A lot of people we know took that deal. The most influential people in the society took that deal. And this is why these secret societies matter. And again, what did they do? What did they get? What did they give up to get this knowledge? In many cases, their souls. I know, right? So again, then you see, you see the practical side, you see the science-y side in the Donald Duck cartoon, and they kind of they hint at them more, and then you see the signs and wonders, the new age concepts in Doctor Strange. This is the, in the, this is at the end of the day, I believe this will be the end times deception where you have, you have these two camps that will eventually merge together when you have, again, the watchers who probably gave this information to man in the first place, show up again claiming to be whether an alien or a real angel a real god 
and they'll say, you can be as gods and we have the information to get you there. And this is why this stuff matters. But it also matters in the sense that what do you do with this information now that you know where this music comes from? You ever wonder why the, the entertainment industry is, is so satanic? The artsy people are so weird. Now you know. Why all the scientists are so anti-God? Yeah. Yeah, so here you so now you know. Now you know. So this is this is where they're getting rid of your your what your antiquated antiquated concepts, your um your false concepts, and your superstition. When we know at the end of the day that the only reason this stuff works is because the angels knew the creator. They saw the creator create these things. And they've, they've only taken these things, the creation, and they've made that put it on a higher level than it should have been when, when it's the creator that we should be honoring and all these things. And again, so they can make things that are, that are beautiful. They can make things that they can make things that sound good. They can make machines that work. But at the end of the day, it pales in comparison to what God's offering us. And it's not worth giving up what you have to to get these things, to get this knowledge. Because the only knowledge that really matters is how to go to heaven. And that is Jesus Christ, who's the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no way to the Father but through him. And that's way better than anything these secret societies could ever offer you. So I want to just leave you with that. That again, that's the most important thing. But have your eyes open, because now you know. Again, this is this is why I said this is my Rosetta Stone of seeing kind of through the code. They work in symbols. So now when you see this star, the magic pentagram is everywhere in the society. We got fifty of them on our on our flag. Remember, when they say that these the founding fathers were Freemasons and these things, they were in the club too. These guys are all in the club. So always remember that. But also remember that Jesus Christ is coming back and we win in the end of this thing. So, so, so take, take, to be, a good, be of good cheer that Jesus will overcome the world, and he already has. So anyways, I'm going to leave you with that. But I don't normally do this, but I'm going to say follow me on all the things. Hit my link tree. And again, if you, if you listen to the audio-only version of this thing, you should check out YouTube because I'm sure this one is going to be much more better visually. But anyways... I love you guys, and I will see you guys soon. Yikes. I know what y'all are thinking about damn time. <laughs>